Welcome to Prairie Craft Almanac, a podcast exploring craft, nature, and simple living. From discussions on sewing and knitting to sharing valuable resources to just chatting about what's going on in the gardener studio, this is where I like to talk about all things creative. Or at least that's what I've said. Is that even true? Where the heck have I been? I'm your host, Leanne, and I'm also the maker behind Moth and Rust DIY, the blog where I share free patterns, tutorials, and more. I know it's been a little while, and we will talk a bit about that today. But anyway, I'm all about living a creative life, and it's always my goal to inspire, encourage, and lift up others in their own creative journeys. Welcome to the January 2023 episode. Yes, I am going to try and do one episode each month. This is different from what I've previously been doing, which is um, pretending that I'm going to publish one every other week and then not doing anything for months on end. So we'll see how this works out. I missed talking to you and I am sorry I have not published anything for so long and didn't even give warning because I didn't know I was going to do that, honestly. Um, This is, you know, this is nothing new with me. Uh, But if you subscribe to my newsletter and read the last one, you'll know I do have a plan for this year. My hope for 2023 is to do one podcast episode a month, one video a month, and send out the newsletter once a month. If I do anything beyond that, that'll be great, but if not, it's okay. And honestly, if I if I miss a month like January, I really don't know if I'm going to get a tutorial video out. I probably won't before the month is over, but that's okay. Um I know this plan doesn't sound very ambitious at all, um, but if I do stick to it somewhat, I will still be doing a lot more than I've been doing. And maybe one day I can get better at everything and do more, but I'm not putting pressure on myself. I think I've said this before. I used to listen to way too many content creation or social media experts. And I thought, you know, I might actually be able to be a full-time or maybe just part of the time content creator and actually churn out a bunch of uh, informative, educational, helpful stuff all the time. And even though it soon became apparent that I couldn't do that, I wasn't admitting it to myself, but now I feel like I I can. So (laughs) there we go. And last year, ever since around September or so, I've had a bunch of different things going on that were unexpected that needed to be dealt with and nothing horrible, but it was stressful enough to just not be able to focus on writing or recording or anything. Um, So hopefully things have calmed down. I mean, I I hope it'll be better. And I think I am ready to get back to a regular schedule. And it's not, like I said, going to be as ambitious as what I thought I could do a year or two ago. But if I stick to it, it'll be, uh, (laughs) I'll actually be doing more, I guess. And speaking of videos too, if you are a subscriber on the Moth and Rust DIY YouTube channel, you may have noticed that I posted an art vlog in October, which wasn't all that well received um, according to my analytics. It seems that that is not the kind of stuff that uh, my subscribers on that channel are interested in. So I probably won't be doing any more art vlogs anytime soon there. Um, Again, hopefully a tutorial will be coming soon. Uh, I know I promised a lot of stuff last year too, but you know, it's, I don't know. It's, it's just been, what can I say? I don't know. However, 
If you do enjoy art or art vlogs or art related videos and do want to see more from me, um, I have a personal channel that is called Leanne's Art Lab. I, of course, will link it in the show notes. And I was previously just posting goofy stuff on this. Like I said, it was just kind of a personal uh, channel and I'd make dumb videos to share with my friends. But I decided I wanted to focus kind of on art stuff. And so if you like that sort of thing, check it out. Um, I had been posting pretty consistently. I've kind of taken a break in January um, because I've had a lot of uh, orders to work on, but I am going to record today. Of course, that doesn't mean a whole lot because who knows when I'll actually get it all edited. <laughs> but anyway, check that out if, if you are interested. Hopefully this will be the last time, at least for some time, that you'll have to hear me go on about all my inner turmoil of making something or not making something because I want to either do it or just shut up for now. But anyway, I just wanted to let you know what's going on. I'm not quitting. I just have been um, not very disciplined, I guess. It's been a lot. I will say, uh, since we last chatted here, I did post a free knitting pattern for a chunky cap. It's on my blog, linked in the show notes. And I also have a really cute, I think, <laughs> pattern for a teddy bear hat sort of headband thing. And uh, that's just a matter of typing up the pattern and getting photos. So that will be coming soon as well. In other news, I got a new serger this past fall. My old serger, which if you don't know, a serger is just um, like an overlock sewing machine. It does the fancy stitching you see like on the insides of clothing from the store. Um, it just finishes it so it won't fray. Anyway, my old serger is about 16 years old and it's a Bernina 800DL. And <laughs> it was on the cheaper end of sergers when I looked, but it was still, it, it cost me because I don't have much of a budget. Um, it has really served me well and it's been through a lot, but uh, I was working on a lot of orders and not taking care of it. And um, it seized up and I could not unstick it. So I took it to a repair place and they got it moving. But I did not realize until I got home and tried to sew that the tension is all messed up. And I, it would seem I cannot adjust it now. Uh, no matter what I try, the seams were all screwed up. The entire story isn't all that exciting. But basically, even though I had to wait uh, a little bit yet, I decided to buy a new serger so I could get my orders finished. Um, it sounded like... It was going to be a long wait period to get my old machine fixed, and I thought it wouldn't hurt to have a backup anyway. So I'm enjoying the new one, which is a Baby Lock Vibrant. Um, again, <laughs> this is like one of the cheaper machines, but it's still by no means uh, cheap. I bought this from a sewing machine store. I would recommend getting one from a sewing machine dealer and not at Walmart or Joann's because uh, there's still a little bit of money if you buy a serger there and I have heard the quality really isn't as good and I feel like if you're going to invest anyway you should get something that works properly. This is again a, a lower end model. Um, it works really well but it's not fancy. It doesn't have computerized stuff and I didn't want any of that. I just want something very very basic because um, basically all I do is finish seams with it. 
Uh, I think there is a lot more I could do. I have not yet looked at the manual because I um, have been busy <laughs> just sewing bloomers. But one of these days, I'm going to uh, play around with it and see what it can do. It does have a little thread cutter on the back and a tray for the trimmings, which has been really nice. Um, it's also really easy to thread. Um, unlike my old machine, and I think most other machines, this one, the whole front opens up. Um, if, if you've ever tried threading a serger, you know it's kind of it's kind of fidgety. Um, but this one is super easy. So I've been enjoying that. And if I ever learn anything else about it soon, um, I'll share that. When I was researching uh, what kind to get, I kind of, you know, I was in a hurry. But what I could gather is that the baby locks were really good. And uh, Juki was the other brand that I heard lots of good things about. And I might have got one of those. But I don't think there are any dealers uh, nearby me. And so I thought I would just go with a baby lock. Like I said, lots of bloomers. Um, I'm still trying to clean up my messy studio. It is an ongoing journey. Um, I've slowed down on cleaning, but I have been very steadily working my way through scraps and trying to work on quilts and things. Um, I have one small like lap quilt that I, or top anyway, that I've made. Um, the top is scraps, of course. And the bottom is also muslin scraps from all the bloomers that I've been cutting out. And the inside is the cotton, the brown cotton that I grew um, last, well, I guess two years ago now. But um, anyway, I'm very excited about that because it's so um, eco-friendly and I grew the cotton inside. I, I like it. I have started quilting it by hand. It's not going to be fancy or anything. I'm just kind of doing it um, quickly, sort of a loose pattern, just enough to kind of keep the batting in place but I will share that when I'm finished. So I realized recently that my life is missing something and <laughs> that's boredom. Now when I say uh, boredom, I don't really mean that exactly. I just mean a lack of distraction or <laughs> overstimulation. Um, I'm really grateful to say that I am rarely ever truly bored in a bad way. I figure if I'm able to get around and I have all my faculties and have the advantages that I do, I don't really have any reason to have that sort of restless, wearisome kind of boredom. But what I have been trying to inject more of into my life are moments when there's a lack of distraction. For example, I had fallen back into the habit of checking my email and social media and stuff shortly after waking up each morning, um, which I'm sure you know puts you in a kind of distracted perhaps even a defensive state. So recently I've been trying to wait at least an hour before going online when I wake up. And it really has been nice because I can think about what I want to do and actually have some time for creative ideas before my <laughs> brain gets scrambled by all that noise on the internet. Even if it's just replying to messages, I find I kind of lose my, um, I don't know, my initiative to be creative for the day. But if I instead do some writing while I'm still uh, in my own little world, sort of uninfluenced by anyone else, it seems to help a whole lot more um, with my focus for the whole day. So that's something I've been working on. I'm not really into New Year's resolutions, but because it always seems like there's such a harsh um, 
expectation that you have to start and stick with it or else you just give up. So I'm just trying to ease my way, I hope, into better habits and work on my goals, but not be disappointed if I screw up. And now it's time for a garden update. Since it's winter, we haven't been doing much in the garden, um, but I do try to get outside still. One big win for the garden, or at least for my chickens, well, and the garden, is that we did plant some wheat last summer later. The chickens are not allowed on the wheat or they would pluck it bald, but it's a really nice treat that we can pick for them. So they have some greens fairly consistently throughout the winter. And it's also keeping some of our soil covered. I have enjoyed harvesting my cotton fiber, as well as marigold seeds, okra seeds, and basically any seed that's easy to save. I thought about saving tomato seeds, but I didn't think of it until it was too late. <laughs> and we didn't have any more good ripe tomatoes, which is something you need in order to save tomato seeds. So perhaps this year. I did a few experiments with cover crops that have kind of failed, but again, that was because uh, I did not act quickly enough. I guess since December, we've been receiving all the seed catalogs and we're getting a whole lot more now, which is always very exciting. And oh, once again, I failed to take good notes during the last garden season. I do this all the time. Uh, you might think I'd learn, but I think that's maybe my, <laughs> maybe that's my theme uh, that I never ever learn. It's okay, maybe this year. Um, right now I'm just thinking about what I want to plant. Obviously, I want to plant all the things, but I've learned, hey, oh, I did learn something. I cannot plant all the things, but I really do want to plant more flowers this year. Uh, that's something I also say all the time. And, you know, I don't know if I'll do cotton this year because I, I have so much fiber um, and I need to, I'd like to actually sell some of it, but I um, haven't gotten around to it. If you're wondering about my attempt at converting the lawn to prairie and native plants, well, I doubt you'll be that surprised to hear I haven't made any progress. But I do have another resource for you that I don't think I've shared here before. Um, anyway, Milk the Weed, aka Monarch Gardens LLC, is a blog, a Facebook page, a community. It's led by Benjamin Vogt, who knows a lot about gardening, design, native plants, and what's actually best for our pollinators, habitats, um, etc. I realize now that in the past, I have unwittingly spread some false information, um, or maybe half true information. I have gotten caught up in the save the bees slash save the dandelions rhetoric that is maybe not actually all that beneficial uh, since dandelions and honeybees are not native to my area. I've addressed this before, but I just wanted to say here again that it's easy to think you know what you're talking about, but actually not. Um, and I'm honestly kind of embarrassed about that. I want to do better in the future, but I have to admit it because when I see people doing this, it makes me cringe and then I do it and uh, it, it's even worse because uh, I don't want to do that. So anyway, uh, Benjamin Vogt from Monarch Gardens has a lot of information on his blog. Uh, he shares it on Facebook. I really appreciate um, all his information because I do believe he knows what he's talking about. Um, if you're actually interested in learning what is 
truly the best course of action uh, when it comes to supporting the things that live on our land. And if you're here in the U.S., and probably more specifically the Midwest or Prairie region, I would really highly recommend checking out his sites, which I will link in the show notes. Thank you so much for spending some time with me today. At this point, I would like to mention that if you are not signed up for my newsletter, you definitely should be. Like I said, I plan on doing this on a regular monthly basis, and this is probably the best way to keep updated on just everything that's going on in the Moth and Rust DIY studio. I'll share any free patterns and any videos and any podcasts, um, and also shop discounts and things like that. So do sign up for the newsletter um, if you want to stay in the know. And of course, that'll be linked in the show notes. If you ever want to reach out or have any questions about anything, please don't hesitate to get in contact with me. Um, Even if I can't answer, I'll try to help in some way. (laughs) Um, But the best way to do this is preferably through the contact form on my website, or you can email me directly but my website is mothandrustdiy.com. My email is mothandrustdiy at gmail.com. I used to always say that you can get in touch with me via social media, and technically you still can, but I've learned that this isn't always the best because a lot of times I am either not notified or I don't (laughs) see my messages because they go to um, a different like spam box. Um, but I always check my email and the contact form on my site will get sent directly there. So that is the most reliable way. And again, as always, all the links to anything I talk about or my website will be found in the show notes. Again, thank you so much for listening. I hope you are well and please take care of yourself.